everyone. Welcome back to Chit Chat. Before we start today's podcast, I wanted to give a small disclaimer. The contents of this podcast are not meant to hurt or offend any group of people. If it does, then we truly apologize. Let the chit chat begin. Welcome back, everyone. It's been a hell of a week. Been super busy with a lot of annual compliance trainings. What have you guys been up to? For me, outside of work, I've just been watching a lot of good shows, a lot of good TV. But it's been it's been a little chaotic. But after after hours is always great. What have you guys been uh, watching? Uh, I've been watching a lot of old movies and a lot of YouTube videos. I've bec- I've realized that I watch way more YouTube than you know a normal human would probably want to watch. I've, lately, I've been watching a lot of tech videos. I've been watching a lot of science videos, and to top it all off, I've been rewatching old movies. Like I've been watching people with of different race watching the movie of my race and reacting to it but also watching the movie it's like a watch along of them watching the movie it's weird but that gives me a way to like rewatch the movie and get other people's opinions like what what would someone of a different ethnicity like think of think about you spent all this time watching other people watch old movies and i'm gonna bet you didn't watch gladiator I still have not watched Gladiator, but I, I oh, remember watching were, it at one point. Yeah, yeah, you were a rewatch. Yeah. This other guy here, though. I, I still have not seen Gladiator. I, too, will give you that I have been watching a lot of movies and TV shows during my commute this uh, this week, but have not gotten around to Gladiator yet. What have you been watching? Um, I, I could say that TikTok got to me, so I've been watching pretty much anything TikTok tells me. I started a little bit about Young uh, Young Sheldon. Started watching Ballers because I just seen Dwayne Johnson everywhere. We don't and fuck with no oatmeal. We don't fuck with no oatmeal. <laughs> uh, and I also started uh, rewatching um, Avatar, like The Last Airbender. But I've been watching The Legend of Korra, which is like the second series. I love Legend of Korra. I actually am one of those people who think that Legend of Korra is better than the original Avatar, Last Airbender. I, the Avatar, Last Airbender holds a special place in my heart but legend of korra is like you know i grew up and now i'm an adult and korra gave me like adult stories it's not giving me the same kid stuff that uh ang and his crew was, were giving me but uh didn't you start watching jujitsu kaisen uh i did uh, that was a little while ago i've um, been getting into more anime stuff jujitsu kaisen highly recommend um i am on kind of sad that i got into it when i did because I'm at the perfect point where now I have to wait week by week just when things are ramping up. Um, other than that, I think that, yeah, solid show. I definitely recommend it. But back to the Avatar The Last Airbender, I think that the one thing that I find sad about Avatar The Airbender is that even after winning a Peabody, just recognizing the amazing character development that Zuko and all these characters go through, People don't give it the respect that it needs to because it's not an anime and it's also not a cartoon. So who's your favorite character? Uh, Mine definitely is Uncle Iroh. There's uh, no one better than that. But what about you? I would say, man, it's a toss up because I I originally didn't like Zuko. But then, you know, but I think that was his character, right? You're like, you're going to hate him. You're not gonna like him, and then but then you see his character develop, and that is 
I will say easily one of the one of the biggest surprises of the show for me because they developed Aang a lot, and you see him grow with you or you grow with him, however you want to put it. Um, but seeing Zuko grow, seeing uh, Sokka, 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 yeah. Sokka, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like he is the easily the best. I, I, he was comedic relief, but I would say like a very good supporting character. They, but he was more of a like. They very under underutilized him, I think. Mm-hmm. He was became more of a plot device than anything else. Same with uh, what's the sister's name? Katara. Katara, and I just I feel like that was my only hang up about the show. But otherwise, amazing cartoon slash anime. Yeah, yeah, I don't know where to put um, it. The only reason it's not an anime is because it was made in America, because anime is from Japan and it's made in Japan. Um, I do have to disagree with you, man. I don't. At one point, you said that Aang had a great uh, character development. I don't think he had much character development. But he was just a lovable character, right? So he's the classic lovable character he, that we he have. W- but he had faults, and that's what we kind of explored at the end of the se- season, like the last three or four episodes of him still... Uh, Not being d- decisive. But he's d- got to be pure, right? That was the whole thing. He, he was he was the avatar. Yeah. And so the purity was there, but you also see like he is flawed. But yeah. you're right. Like, I mean, over 60 episodes, right? Yeah. It, it's, it's hard to develop all those characters. Iroh was a good one yeah and and the thing is he didn't even re- require so much screen time like if you see compared to other characters he didn't get screen time and like it was such a tragic like story Iroh? yeah uncle okay. iroh and it's um his backstory is so cool though his backstory is cool but like the backstory behind the voice actor is also like tragic and amazing like for those of you who don't know the the tales of bossing say the episode where you find out about appa Sokka, and like zuko going on a date and then Uncle Iroh helping people on his way to a tree in Bossing Say, eventually lighting a memorial for his son that had died. Uh, people don't know. At the end, uh, the episode ends off with it saying, "In um, in honor of Mako." Mako was the voice actor that actually played Uncle Iroh, who found out he had cancer. So for that, before that season, the voice actor actually uh, died, unfortunately. So they had to change the voice actor, and this was kind of their like homage. homage. By using, huh? Homage. 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 All three ways, man. I don't think you can say it wrong. Yeah, that's pretty dope. I remember actually we watched that together. I think. Yeah. Yep. And 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 you, you either one of you or both of you together probably yelled it out it's it's like the aragorn scene you know like <laughs> yeah in, in the lord of the rings you and have we, to you have to say it yeah i think we cited that one time yeah um yeah. i will say what one show watch right, so it got to the point where my my viewing of anything tv shows movies etc became so fragmented that like i started losing track so i felt like i was coming back to shows six months eight months later and forgetting everything so my way around it, I just started writing shows on my on my fridge. I have a board. I literally have a whiteboard that is a planner and everything like that. But I got it just so I can make sure I keep a list and have it handy. So right now on my board is Suits, Billions, and I forget the third one. But I'm, I'm probably gonna add Jujutsu Kaisen to it. I'm probably gonna add Naruto Shippuden again to finally watch it. I know you guys are pretty pissed about that. You know what's one show that we have all consistently watched the Dragon Ball Z or oh. any Dragon Ball. Like I think that's you, our classic you mean the go-to. Father of all animes, like the 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 anime show that is propelling Japan's economy when things are going rough. 
isn't that crazy? It's like it's like talking about Taylor Swift again, right? Like uh, when your show or when your content is kind of propelling the economy or helping the economy out, I feel like you've made it. I think that's yeah. Like whenever they release new episodes of Dragon Ball, like it's bittersweet because I'm excited, but then I'm like, poor Japan. They had to get they had to come back to this, didn't they? Yeah. I think it's um, pretty interesting to see how this character of Goku has grown with so many people and and how it's inspired so many other artworks. Because I know the new generation of uh, anime all pay homage to Akira Toriyama, the creator of Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, and uh, try to integrate his work style and um, work ethic into their anime. Because I know he had a very specific hardcore uh, work life where he just stayed in his studio just made manga panels and send them off. That's crazy. Like when you have to put in that kind of work uh, for years and years, right? Like this is not like something that you just do for a little bit and then stop. Or but this this goes on for a while. And I mean, there are so many episodes of Dragon Ball, so he's co- continuously drawing and just coming up with new content. But what would be your guys's favorite saga? Like for me, my personal saga would be the original Saiyan saga. I, uh, the, the tournament of power was also good. Uh, so many good sagas, so many good things, but like, what would be your guys's? Um, I think for me, definitely the Frieza saga. I was gonna say, man, Namek. That's it. Yeah. Uh, Namek was so dynamic and like, huh. changed. See what you did there. Yeah. And, uh, like <coughs> pretty much story altering that. You, you suddenly go from like, oh, yeah, now there's aliens because, you know, Saiyans come to Earth to now like, oh, my God, there's a literal universe that they're building. There's other aliens that we all like immediately hate just by their existence. The Ginyu Force. <laughs> yeah, the Ginyu Force. And like they, uh, yeah, the Ginyu Force. And <laughs> that is just like a little speck of all the characters we saw because we saw like Zarbon and all these other characters that we just met. We didn't even know like how bad Frieza was, but we got that ominous presence, and we're like, "Oh man, I hate that guy!" Like, um, and like, "Oh yeah, I want Frieza to kick his ass. not Frieza. I want Vegeta to kick his ass." And we hated Vegeta at that point. Like, yeah, just just a perspective. We yeah. hated Vegeta well, at that point. Well, going into the into Namek, yeah, you're like, "Hey, this is a villain," and when they sided with them, it, it was it's there's a lot of iconic moments iconic things that like kind of rippled all the way through i mean um my, I, would th- I would say the biggest thing for me was i was watching it when it was week to week or day to day i forget when it, oh yeah every day there was a new episode that came out but they only had until goku can't got dynamic and like showed his badassery once yeah and then they're like okay cool find out next time and suddenly it, you go back to the beginning and i'm like what what just happened and that, that happened for like a good solid like couple years and it, and i think at that point it was only about 50 or so episodes so once we got the real episodes then it then it was in, like then it was a whole different game because they kept releasing new episodes and they're like okay we got the next 50 thankfully by the time they get through 40 of them they're like all right we got the next 50 after that and suddenly <laughs> they had the entire dragon ball z like the entire list of all the episodes and we we're like let's go but i do think that nothing kind of lived up to it like this the Android saga was okay. The Cell saga was great. Uh, that was my favorite moment with Gohan. I think uh, as as a kid watching it, right? Like I wanted to be Gohan. 
I wanted to be that person. Like, I know everyone wants to be Goku, but look at this kid. He has, like, surpassed his own father, you know? He has gone, and, and Goku is, like, the best of the best, right? Like, the strongest person. So that was a I big think, thing for me. I think that's my quarrel with the DBZ universe, is uh, after the Cell Saga, it, like, fell off a cliff. Because the whole point was, and Akira Toriyama said it, that he was trying to shift Gohan into the main character. And I think that would have been well-received, in my opinion, for me, I guess, if I could say. And I think that would be a great way to pivot the show at that point in time. And they tried to bring him back with, like, the whole he's a Z-Warrior and a Z-Sword and stuff, but it just didn't work. Yeah. They yeah. ended up relying on Majin Vegeta and Goku fighting, which was dope, by the way. I would say, honestly, yeah, even even before it was released in um, in English, it was dubbed, before it was dubbed, that was, like, we were waiting for that, that fight. Like, Goku versus Vegeta as, like, non-Super Saiyan, still, like, pretty weak, you know, old Vegeta voice. Let's just put that in perspective, the old, like... Yeah. Whatever. I don't even know how you call it. That oh, was that- Vegeta voice that you know that's like I wanna I wanna be a super saiyan. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The renegade like Vegeta is yeah. what like they like to call it. And like just to reference what you guys said, like the I wanna I wanna be a super saiyan. I think a great shout out to like Team Four Star. Yeah, the DBZ abridged right? online. The, oh my god, it's so it's funny. It's iconic. very original. Yeah. Like I waited week by week for like during the Cell Saga. It's, it wasn't week by week. It was month by month. By month by month. Yeah, right. For like the Cell Saga, and like I, I I watched that on loop. Like I know you talked about watching stuff on YouTube. I think I watched like the large compilation of like all the DBZ abridged episodes. Yeah, that was really cool. Not gonna lie. Um, I've watched that so many times. I've seen the Cell Saga a couple of times. It's basically the whole Namek Saga where, you know, just Krillin just explodes and it goes like pop. And then uh, just Frieza looking at Vegeta and just being an absolute bitch to him. Just the whole... I, I just love I, I all also, the voice actors. Yeah, the voice actors, everyone's super talented. I also loved um, Frieza's character. How he was, like, seen as, as, like, he was the only sane one in this entire universe. He's like, that's stupid. <laughs> that's very stupid. How do you exist in this world? Wait, yeah. for what? For the abridged version. That's what oh, we're yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, Goku was this, like, really stupid person. Unless it came to fighting, which, like, then he was, like, a genius. Yeah, I think that was, um, that was amazing work. Like, uh, my favorite part was the Krillin own count. Because you always forget... <laughs> How, many, How times? many times Krillin has been bitch slapped through a house? <laughs> it's, oh my god, you're right. Everyone just fucks with Krillin, man. And I mean, we don't get enough uh, screen time for Yamcha, but otherwise, we know Yamcha would also be bitch slapped. Yamcha didn't even make it to uh, the Tournament of Power, right? They didn't want him, right? That was yeah. the whole thing. No, no, no. He just didn't make it. They'd rather have uh, Frieza, who would be stronger, right? Like, Yamcha's not uh, even... Was, cool. Oh, Yamcha versus Frieza. I forget. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's easy. I mean, they never asked him, even before they had the I, Frieza idea. Say, they, yeah. they, got, they got Master Roshi in. Before they had... For Yamcha. And I'm talking... Right, Yamcha is easily a fourth of Master Roshi's age, right? Yeah. Yeah, but Master Roshi also has the Kamehameha, so... But what know. about the Wolf Fang Fist? <laughs> no one cares about any Wolf Fang Fists. <laughs> no, is it is it Wolf Fang or Wolf Fang? Because 
It sounds like Wolfang. I think it's Wolfang. No, it's definitely Wolfang. I'm yeah. Just... Okay. <laughs> I um, was confused for a second. Like you guys just threw me off. No, but like let's let's talk a little bit more about the impact, right? Like I think I've always grown up in that situation where it's like, oh, you watch anime or oh, you watch like cartoons. You know what the fuck? You're so. Are you weird. talking about anime or Dragon Ball specifically? Uh, both as okay. of now. But I just wanted to show like. The, the importance of Dragon Ball because no matter like you know an avid you, like avid listener or watcher of the series you are even if people that don't know the genre and they're trying to like you know make fun of you or just talk about like trying to have some middle ground with you no matter who they are they know Dragon Ball Z I agree it, you know even we make fun of this but f- like you know the ending when it's like will Kakarot reach Namek in time Find out on the next episode of Dragon Ball Z. And that was super cool. And by the way, I started with Dragon Ball Z. I didn't know about the original Dragon Ball. I had to go back and watch it. Oh, same. Yeah. The, fa- the fact that when they started everything, everyone knew each other and all this stuff. I'm like, I I am lost. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, like, no, I, I get what you mean. So weirdly enough for me, I was a very hyper kid. Um, so what really spoke to me, aside from just like, the amazing fighting, was like the power screams. Like, you know, when they, like, scream to charge up when they're angry or trying to be super sane or something? Watching that was kind of, like, appealing to me as, like, an energetic seven-year-old. And I'm like, wow, I could do this. I could turn into a super sane. And I think that's something a lot of kids, like, resonated with. And the impact it had on, like, our generations. Like, actually... The strength of their voices, man. Yeah, like, across our generations, actually. Because, like, we're all at different age points. And it was oddly interactive, right? When Goku asked for, like, the energy for the spirit bomb, you know very well I raised my arms and I said, take my energy, go for it, Goku, kill fucking Frieza. <laughs> yeah. And it, yeah, it was, yeah, I was ready for it. It always got me hyped up. And I mean, let's, we're talking about, like, old school uh, Dragon Ball Z, but me as an adult now watching the Tournament of Power, I had to wait week over week. I know, I know you watched it. Uh, a little late like i think you watched it after the show was done man i watched all of super after it was done and i will tell you right now i don't know how you guys did it week to week it was insane because you would see like some fights start and some like complete saga start and some fights will take like one episode some fights will take like three or four episodes or even longer and i'm like what is this time this time is so relative it's not decreasing fast enough yeah what about the five minutes on namek (laughs) <laughs> yeah, actually, that's my comparison. I think both of them are yeah. very relative. I think they're just trying to show how fast these people fight, I guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, or just no. to show the seriousness of things. Yeah, but like time. just like the amazing music and all of that stuff with that's happening with the tournament tournament of power. It was insane because you know I still listen to like the Ultra Instinct uh, theme music. Yeah, I literally have that when I'm working out sometimes, and it's just it just amazing and i think when it first came out and i'm listening to it i think i messaged you and i was like hey can you just listen to this no context whatever and you're like no it's gonna be a spoiler i'm like no 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 but you have to listen to this theme music it is good and and the whole problem was like that showed up all over um all over tiktok right and i I, and it was like when the ultra with the 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 trend was when the ultra instinct kicks in at the wrong times Mm. and like you know people were like they're um they'll be cooking something on the stove the thing falls off and they grab it (laughs) and it's like a hot pan it's like a hot pan something cast iron whatever it is they get it and and then regret sets in and i'm like 
I'm like, I think I know what's going on here. Yeah. But I don't know what's going on here. But then there was also another trend of, uh, do you remember the Kefla flight, uh, Kefla fight of uh, the Kamehameha, like dodge, like, you know, yeah. using that Ultra Instinct Goku, sliding it through and then just going like Kamehameha in like three Easily different angles. one of the dopest things I've seen. So people started using that trend. They would just put text over the characters, like uh, yeah. Goku's character would have something like my back problems. <laughs> and then like Kefla's character would be like, as, uh, like a posture adjusting like a like, uh, brace or something yeah brace. or like a like a chiropractor that breaks my back <laughs> <laughs> you know stuff like that but like as we like in the conversation we we noticed that like we watch this through different times of our lives we we still watch it and keep up with it and just the we mentioned a little bit about the impact it has on uh, the japanese economy like let's talk a little bit about like the overarching impact that this show had on our lives and not just ours just like everyone's life it's such a big part of everyone's life that like people name their kids goku right uh like a specific story that you told me it's like when you were a kid like when you would be upset or your brother would be upset or your sister would be upset your parents would come home and be like oh like what happened to goku this time or something like that um just the impact of like through generations and through countries, people know this one character. Yeah, that's really wild. But something you said really triggered me. People naming their kids after a show character, which is very similar to what happened during the Game of Thrones seasons, right? Yeah, lots of kids named Khaleesi. Lots of kids named Khaleesi. Oh man, that didn't age well, did it? <laughs> <laughs> also, did, Arya. Ne- neither did the kids in kids, uh, King's Landing. Yeah. Did, um, because what was it, um, oh my god, wow, Sansa, Arya, actually there's a random EDM song by Sansa, it's not actually Sophie Turner, uh-huh. that is dope, I can't tell you what it is, I don't, I don't remember what it is, but. Wait, do you know what's going on with Sophie Turner right now? Like, it's pretty famous right now. The Queen of the oh. North, Sophie Turner? Yes, Queen of the North, Queen Sophie Turner. Queen of the North, oh man. Killing Ramsay, Sophie Turner? She didn't kill Ramsey. The dogs did, but Enough yes. Enough for the spoiler talk. I guess, you know what? If you, haven't seen, if you haven't seen Game of Thrones at this point, go watch it. But you're never going to watch it. But, but, but really do, soon. yeah. You, there, there's a whole nother series. Like a prequel series is already out. Uh, like House of Dragon. Like I think at this point, it's, it's fine to talk about the show. Yeah. But uh, talking about Sophie Turner. Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas actually uh, j- uh, just filed for divorce. Camp Rock Joe Jonas? <laughs> yes, Camp Rock Joe Jonas. <laughs> like Joe Jonas from the Jonas Brothers Joe Jonas? Yes, uh, Nick Jonas's brother, Joe Jonas. Like Kevin Jonas's brother, like Joe Jonas? Like you... brother-in-law, Joe Th- Jonas? Yes. So wait, wow. when, I, when I talk about Jonas Brothers, you, your favorite uh, Jonas brother is obviously Nick, right? Can Kevin. we all agree? Kevin. Kevin. He's not here, man. You he... don't need to... You don't, you don't have, have to, say to yeah, you don't have to say he's your favorite. Somebody he's not here. Somebody has to mention Kevin. I mean, I, I do agree. That's how they broke up the last time. No one gave a shit about Kevin. And he Wait, fell. he was in a band with them? He was in the <laughs> band with them? I, I, I knew the Jonas Brothers existed as a band together, and they were in a couple of Disney shows. I think they had a show, not not only this Camp Rock, which was another show I didn't watch, but I think they had another like Jonas Brothers show, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I think uh, Joe Jonas was actually dating Demi Lovato at that time. And uh, 
they broke up and uh, it was all during that time sorry joe, joe jonas so joe jonas yeah that's what i meant yeah yeah he was okay yeah he was dating demi lovato and i think that didn't work out or was it just friendship i'm, I'm not sure but like there so, so there's a lot uh of rumors about uh the relationship of uh, one of the jonas brothers with demi lovato i think what ended up happening is like they were close they dated but i think at that time when like the jonas brothers were shooting the jonas show that's what it was called in like 2009 they were heavily backed by disney like they really made it big they were uh selling out tours they had the camp rock movies like one two and three i believe and all of them did phenomenal uh it was like the revamp after the high school musical series you know what i mean um so they they actually went out and dated a lot of stars like they uh, I believe that Joe Jonas dated um, Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift yeah yeah I, I was just looking at that man my man is Joe Jonas is a silent Pete Davidson yeah the man's got a list it's funny because after the divorce uh, they just uh, I think TMZ just spotted or someone spotted Sophie Turner mm-hmm. with Taylor Swift wait at her concert wait divorce yeah yeah, yeah they got divorced. Oh, I did not know that. They they, they got divorced in uh, September 2023. I mean, they filed for divorce, so I don't know if it's completely done yet. And they said it's uh, mutually decided it's amicable. But, you know, they all say that. They got um, kids, right? Or they got they have two kids. kids. Right? I was today years old when I found out that yeah, knew, they had two kids. I knew they had one. I, I, I wasn't sure if the other one was born or if she was still pregnant or whatever it is. But it looks like, yeah, it looks like she's got, they got two. Yeah. Um there's a lot of controversies around it uh they're saying that you know they seem so happy together some fans are saying that but the other fans are saying that they were just completely different lifestyles or at least that's that was a statement that i think joe jonas put out that we live a really different lifestyle i like to be home and i'm like an introvert and sophie is like uh you know the queen of the north so she likes to party (laughs) i i I also would like to say like i think there's a significant age difference not significant significant but there is a big age difference uh i know joe jonas is 34 years old and sophie turner is 27 and they met uh i think they met a while ago before they had two children right so being in your early 20s and settling down and not having and like coming off a big show like game of thrones and being like loved worldwide to kind of settling down i i get that lifestyle change like i, will, I understand it and i also will say mid-20s versus because right like she would have hit 25 when he was 32 that is significantly like that's a significant change you go like when you hit 30 something breaks right something breaks in your body and it's, it's maybe breaks or cracks and you don't want to go out as much you become more of a homebody in 20 i remember 25 Man, I was out all the time. I was like, I, I mean, I was driving to go out, or driving distances to go out. So I, I get it. Like, if if the lifestyle doesn't match, that's gonna be a problem. Because, I mean, your week is dedicated to work, and these, you know they're very big personalities. But what is Sophie working on right now? I'm not aware of anything. Getting her groove on, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I don't know. So according to like People.com. Um, they met in 2016 yeah so 2016 is like seven seven years years ago ago. so she met this man and was in a relationship at 21 years old this was this is significant time they got engaged a a year later but that's a yeah that's a valid point though she was she was i mean a college kid equivalent whether she was in college or not um seven years ago 2016 
when did Thrones end? 2017? Yeah. Or 18? Um, 2018, I think. 2018, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they were engaged in 2017. It was 19. Yeah. yeah, it was 19. Because it was the same weekend as uh, Endgame. I yes, uh, it was 2019, May 19th. Or the same year as Endgame. Yeah, uh, that was a wild month because we had the Game of Thrones ending and then Endgame coming out. Yeah, but but yeah, I will say like so that it, that puts her at 21 or 20, and yeah, he was 26, 27. So their lifestyles blended, right? She was going out as a cal- like a college kid, right, and or someone who just started being able to drink. And I mean, we all remember what that was like. And he was in his mid 20s able to party with money and I, now I mean he, I don't think money was ever an issue because I think both of them had plenty of money I, I guess yeah uh, you know what? successful I think, careers I, you I know yeah I take that back yeah I forget <laughs> that Joe Jonas's career has been pretty long yeah. yeah I yeah so I think one thing we don't also don't realize is like the beginning of the Jonas brothers they were advertised as like this uh, kind of Christian first uh, rock band from Disney they were very heavy in their faith. They talked about keeping their uh, virginity, virginity, yeah, and yeah. and stuff like that. So, like, if, if this was not a facade, let's say, like, and from interviews and stuff, this was something that actually Nick Jonas had talked about, like, coming from that background and kind of opening up a bit, coming from that lifestyle and family, and kind of moving through life uh, in a more conservative way, and then you know. Being Sophie Turner, star in like kind of a racy TV show, like sure she was a kid throughout all of it, and most of it was not regarding her, uh, all the explicit content. But like, so coming from this racy teen TV show background, and then being a youngster, right? Like at 21, 22 years old, like you guys remember that you guys just want to go out, meet as many people as possible, drink, and just hang out with your friends. I mean, you want to rage, okay? I, I give her that overall and, messaging, yeah. So yeah, she wants she wants to rage, and he's done with that. I I do see some very funny things on uh, Twitter though about this. People keep on like misquoting uh, Joe Jonas, and they're like, uh, Joe Jonas says reason for divorce. Sophie Turner kept on buying uh, chairs too high, so his feet dangle. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, Joe Jonas says reason for divorce is she kept on taking all the cups and putting them on the top drawer so he can't reach it. <laughs> Uh, that's oh, yeah. that's really funny. How tall? I forget. She's she's tall. She's like six plus, right? No, no, no. I think she's like five ten. Yeah. Oh, but, five, yeah. Oh, she's, but it's also she's just so the he's five seven. Oh, that's actually not two inches, huh? Enough, I guess. Five ten and five seven. Three inches. Five nine. No, oh, it's five nine. I see. Oh, okay. okay. Either way, yeah. But enough where it's like. <laughs> it, it's it's a meme. So the fans are also speaking about the other side, where some people are saying that uh, there's some footage of uh, like uh, ring doorbell footage of someone suspicious going in uh, when well Sophie invited someone when he was not around, like Joe Jonas was not around. Uh-oh. So yeah, uh, maybe infidelity. I don't know. I'm just fans are speculating i don't know how real this is oh yeah no there's some crazy stuff going around i don't know how like true all of this is one of them was like uh, there was an alleged threesome between sophie turner um joe jonas and the girl who played aria uh maisie williams maisie williams yeah and i i'm i'm just dumbfounded by all of this because i'm like this is wild yeah yeah i mean I, I hear a little more of a practical one it, clearly someone who's on joe jonas's side 
is saying that you know Joe was left to take care of the children while Sophie was busy filming for her projects and not partying. And did he he did it for some time, but didn't like it eventually. But um, raising your own kids, they're basically saying that that's the divorce season. So so he was babysitting his kids, and that's the problem apparently. <laughs> and he didn't like that. He he was like I'm 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 okay with when she's around and she takes care of the kid, but when it's just me. They're kind that's of a drag. Just, that's not fair. <laughs> I, 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 back. I really appreciate you using the term babysit because I think if the tables were flipped, like he's on tour with his brothers and she was out here taking care of the kids, there would have been zero Nobody problem. Nobody would bat an eye. Nobody 100%. You're right. Wait, but that's that's just crazy. I'm I'm just trying to wrap my head around it. So the mm-hmm. issue is that she had work and projects to work on. So she Allegedly. was doing, but don't, <laughs> don't these people have nannies? They're, I think their combined income is well above, you know, I enough. Think, where, I think regardless, right? Regardless, the messaging feels weird. Is that like you're, you're, you're a Jonas brother, right? Or, you know, you're Sansa Stark or the Dark Phoenix or whatever, right? Um, you have, you have an image to maintain. You have a career that you want to keep going, right? They're both big. I mean, I'm, I'm sure they have big careers, right? It, it demanding careers. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm of the mindset of like, if that's the case, why are you in such a rush to have kids? Yeah, that, two kids. You know? I mean, I mean, okay, it and makes sense it because accident, maybe there were accidents, but I would say, man, like, if you're not ready for it, this, this, that's not the time, right? Like, I mean, I think it comes from being. I think this is one of the things of being a child star, honestly. And uh, both their perspective, like there are some cracks that get put in living this life of uh, being an adult, right? Like I know Selena Gomez. So once an in interview said like her work week was pretty much she works sixty to seventy hours, where she would be recording her Sorry, TV. Who is this? Selena, Selena Gomez. Gomez. Selena. Yeah, like uh, she would be working on her TV show, Wizards of Waverly Place, then going in to record music, and then going for interviews and tours and stuff like that. And her day was packed where at a certain point she was kind of like, why did I choose to also sing? Right. So seeing like being an adult in your teen years or preteen years, I would say leaves a, leaves a little crack and makes you like kind of compare yourself to the older people around you. So your life is you know, automatically fast-tracked. And I think that's the problem that these people ran into. Yeah. Wait, so how is Priyanka uh, doing that with Nick, right? Because Priyanka has a pretty successful career in Bollywood. And... Uh, what has she done lately, though? She had a prime TV show. Yeah, but even that was Quantico, right? No, 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 not Citadel. Quantico. Oh, Citadel. Citadel. I yeah. forgot about that show. Citadel with, uh, on Prime. Was it Richard Madden? Yeah, was Richard Madden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any, any of you guys watched that show? I did. I did. How was it? Uh, don't don't watch it. Don't watch it. Oh my god! <laughs> it was kind of boring to be honest, and just like I think they wanted a season two, so they just dragged it out. And they're trying to, I guess they're trying to build a universe because they're supposed to be like, uh, I think a Italy version of, or France version of this, and then there's also an Indian version of Citadel, and they're gonna be like with different different characters from those specific is this, regions. Is this based on a book or something? No. This no, is they yeah. just, they're just creating something from scratch. They basically just want like a spy verse kind of a thing. I I don't know. I'm not a fan of it. I just didn't like it. I wouldn't but recommend it. Regardless. Yeah, regardless. I think it's again Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner. I think it's a, it's a battle of personalities, right? I think sometimes it just won't last. 
Uh, and like when you bring up uh, Nick and Priyanka, I think they met at older age. They're very similar in that sense, I think, where they're like not trying to party. Well, Priyanka's like a lot older than Nick. Yeah, but yeah. like, you know, that's more of the, the lifestyle that the Jonas Brothers kind of grew up with from what we've seen, right? But, yeah, but so... I mean, I guess I guess there's a lot more to unpack in that relationship with Nick and uh, Nick and Priyanka. Well, Nick is Jijaji. Yeah, with Nick Jijaji, yeah. Nick yeah. is Jiju. India's Jijaji. Yeah. I think that's an well, achievement of its own. But dude, but dude, I will say this, man. Like, let me take a step back, right? With Joe and with Joe and Sophie, there were a lot of similarities. Where and so suddenly the differences and all that stuff kind of fade away pretty quickly, and it's not as interesting. I don't know. Maybe that's what it is. But with Nick and Priyanka, I mean. She was introduced to an entire different culture, though she she kind of grew up in it. I think she's from Boston, grew up in Boston. Well, she went to high school there, but some, she didn't grow up like some, she grew yeah. up in India, but just she just Fair went enough. to high school. Fair yeah. enough. But but Nick was introduced entirely to the Indian culture, which is huge, right? Like, well, you come from a market where everyone knows your name and then you go into a market where everyone knows your wife's name. Mm-hmm. Anybody and everybody knows yeah. who Priyanka Chopra is. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, especially I think now people are taking that in account right like i mean more and more uh western culture is watching more bollywood stuff so priyanka's reach is gonna even grow even more i mean rrr won an oscar and uh, you know a lot of stuff happened with that uh yeah how did that get so i like so i'm just thinking like other other brought like indian movies that showed up or bollywood movies that showed up on netflix like none of those caught steam quite like rrr is was rrr produced or like created by netflix no, 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 no. It was not. It, this was uh, SS Rajamoli's creation. He also created two other epics like Bahubali 1 and Bahubali 2. W- what's going on in India right now is a lot of the South Indian industry, uh, movie industry, the Tamil Telugu movie industry, is ba- basically they were not considered proper industry. Bollywood was considered the, like, you know, the big dog of movie industry in India. But there's Bollywood stories just kind of started going downhill uh it did make a comeback i, I think for a lot of year, last few years uh bollywood struggled a lot especially since the pandemic but uh i think shahrukh khan's patan made a big big impact so going back to the south indian movies they started to basically get writers and directors and kind of uh bollywood and south indian industries kind of doing making these pan india movies which are pretty cool. And I think there's like another would, trailblazer would say, that's going on. Would you say this is unifying India? Yeah. It, yeah. it actually Somehow. is. I, I, I do think that within Bollywood, um, Punjabi culture was always embraced heavily. Yeah. So like you could say like, you know, Hindi, like Punjabi, like these kind of traditions and uh, stereotypes were already included. And now with bringing in or kind of getting inspiration from Tollywood, uh, and like getting all these te- Telugu and uh, Tamil writers, I think what's happening is that you're bringing in another part of India, and it's it's a it's a different sort of feel because you're watching beloved beloved actors like Shahrukh Khan and like Deepika Padukone and and like kind of making it so that they speak to a different audience in a different way of storytelling because yeah. Tollywood does have a very specific elaborate way of storytelling their art direction so insane you, know, uh, you might have a guy who throws a car at somebody <laughs> yeah yeah so some of the south indian movies go absolutely wild right like they go crazy like, i think my favorite and like one of the most ridiculous ones that i like to talk about is named ega 
and then like the Hindi version how to spell it. Don't know how to okay, spell fair. it. I, I, but the Hindi version of it is called Makhi. It's pretty much about this guy and girl falling in love and then him dying because some other gangster loves this girl and killing the lover and that man reincarnates as a fly, a regular housefly and like pretty much tortures and hunts them down and wins back his love. I think I've seen you know what? I think I've seen most of this movie. You know what's funny? So as ridiculous as this plot sounds right now, this was directed by SS Rajamouli, the same person who created RRR and Bahubali's. You know, the guy, I actually don't know how old this movie is, but the guy had to have roots from somewhere. Uh, 2012. Yeah. Wow. When did Bahubali come out? Oh, 14. Yeah. This is a guinea pig. All right. We'll, we'll go with that. Or it's, it's wild to go from Ega to Bahubali. Again, Baobali, if you haven't seen it, an epic movie of like just cinematic like proportions where like sound, music, backgrounds, acting so so out there, so dramatic, so vibrant that like you have to love it. And I love that the story kind of takes a backseat, the main story that you start off with, with a flashback to a point where like in the last 15, 20 minutes, I didn't know there's going to be a second part. So I'm like, how are they going to wrap this all up? I... I will, I will admit, I first saw it, and I forgot about the, the literally the current story, right? The flashback was insane. And then, you know, you flash back to the present, you hear, like, you know, the cliffhanger, and and I'm like, I watched it with you guys, right? And I was like, wait, when's this next movie coming out? And you're like, we don't know. A year or two or, years yeah, later. Yeah, something, year, year right? and a half, yeah. And I'm like, are you kidding me? So, and, and that was an epic weekend to begin with. And right? and I think but, that was the greatest point to end that movie off. Because I had lost track of time while watching that movie, to be honest. And when I'm seeing this fight scene, I'm like, oh my god, what's going to happen? And the next thing you know, you see Katapa stab. That's a spoiler. I think it's been long it's enough. It's almost 10 years. Yeah. All right. Uh, we end the first movie with Katapa killing Bahubali and, and stabbing him to the back. And I think that's where the, the movie art, ends. And the art direction of that scene was insane too because he's telling the story in, regu- in, you know, like this is the only time where you had a voiceover in the entire flashback. And he's saying this, right? We don't well, know how it led to that yeah, moment. Right? Yeah. Like, the bo- like the whole Bollywood side of it was just complete, or, you know, Hollywood or Sollywood, whatever it is, right? I hadn't been ready to watch that kind of movie. And then even to the point where they're like, hey, we need to make sure that the fans know that this is... Like, they don't want them to be outraged. So they immediately told you that a second part was coming and when. And they lied. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. they lied. They lied. It, it's got, very it got delayed by at least another six to eight months. And not just that, right? So the anticipation for Bahubali 2 was so crazy. This was a South movie. But even in Bollywood, the dub version was the highest gross earning movie for bollywood and it's like that for years until patan came along uh in january of 2023 and uh, with shahrukh khan's comeback after like four or five bad movies uh people thought that you know they could put uh you know shahrukh khan has done his career's over basically he's he can have like small roles but he's not going to be a big superstar but he made like a big comeback and then now he's making an evil so so Patan broke all the records. Now we're back with Javan, uh, his new movie that just came out September of 2023. And in in just two weeks, it's like 
inching really close to breaking uh, Patan's records. And, you know, it's crazy. It made uh, over 100 million uh, domestically, sorry, not domestically, 100 million internationally. $100 million is a lot of money when you convert it into for India's economy. Movie. Yeah, for a Bollywood movie, it's 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 incredible. I mean, I mean, it's it's hard to like compare it to U.S. releases, like yeah. US, like Hollywood releases. But but yeah, like I mean, we saw it, right? All of us, all three of us, have seen yeah, it. Yes, yes, it. we've seen it, right? And so, I mean, it was a it was a good movie. I enjoyed it. There was a lot to, um, a lot of commentary, right? That I, that kind of went over my head just because I don't follow. Indian politics, or you know, any of that any of that kind of stuff. So apparently, there was a lot of hit subliminal messaging, or even direct messaging at points mm-hmm. that I re- you know resonated with me, but I didn't fully understand the full impact of it. Uh, but yeah, yeah, maybe you guys know more about it than I do. I honestly think that uh, the movie basically had uh, some really good content, and a lot of things were happening. Right, like I think. Atli is a really great director. I really wish that they broke it down into two movies, right? I think this would have been a great two-parter, like we were talking about Bahubali, right? Uh, and this is definitely spoiler talk. So just if you haven't seen Javan, I would say that when the second Shah Rukh Khan or the older father Shah Rukh Khan shows up at the end, I think that would have been a good cliffhanger because we don't know at that point like what's going on with his character, right? I uh, I think I do agree because I think um, I I actually talked to you after I saw that movie, and uh, what I said was that I just felt that the story was really rushed. I think the movie for what it was, which was like uh, a Masi movie, is what they call it. Um, I think it was super cool, like the entrances, the songs, the music for and like the background the, music, the background music, the lighting amazing like you were in there with Shah Rukh Khan like you were here to bask in his glory and you right. know he could be in any like he had a lot of costume and lo- uh, changes and looks in this movie and he could be literally in any of those looks and he looks spectacular like I liked all his looks yeah and I think it was it was like ridiculous at some points and like we all knew this going into a movie like this Masi or uh, like you know or just like a like a from a director who's known for some you know extraordinary extravagant things uh, yeah yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> I, I would call it his own physics yeah yeah, yeah. right I, I think if we did I, I personally thought that it was too rushed story wise and I told you that right after I saw it and that's why I like your like you know suggestion of I wish it was two parts because in the first part we could have had a lot more development of Shahrukh's character um, maybe like the Nantara and his love story and the Azad character right like so, the Azad guy. yeah yeah or, or like the and, love story and so, then so it comes back yeah. to the whole thing this the whole it comes back to the whole thing and I see this um, with Japanese works too anime and maybe even maybe even like Korean Korean shows right the directors there don't trust their audiences right so for us for example like you know how many times have you heard me say with any kind of show like you know it's Japanese just even if it's dubbed perfectly like some random American or you know perfectly with the without any kind of an accent talking through you're like this is anime or something like dubbed because over explanation and I think it's known right and I'm worried that it's the same thing with with Bollywood movies too is that the directors don't trust the audience it's like okay you leave this cliffhanger is the audience is going to be pissed if we leave it at, if we leave but it see, like that. But see, it worked for 
the Bahubali movie, right? The Bahubali franchise was like living proof of second parts work if you leave it, leave them on a really good cliffhanger. And especially when you have star powers, right? Like uh, the superstar of the South movie was Prabhas and Prabhas is considered like he but, can't but, do no wrong. But how did it end before you? Because remember, it ended with the, the battle being done, right? Then you suddenly go like, oh, like how did he die? And then you find out that it was Kantapa who betrayed him, and then you're left with the cliffhanger. But you had like a conclusion to the story, the flashback, brought back to the present, and then you have that cliffhanger. I, we did not have a conclusion. We did not. The yeah. battle ended, right? She was the, he he was named the uh, the king. He was named the king, but he died. We didn't know about like the second half of like what happened. Yeah, yeah, why no, did cut up no, like no, that? The, so that's the overall the... story didn't end, right? The overall yeah. story didn't end, but you know that he was. You, you find out that he was betrayed by him after all that, but that doesn't leave the audience as upset or whatever it is. If you introduce something and you are literally in the middle of a story that isn't resolved in any way, and you're you're now like, hey, let me wait. It, the Matrix tried this, okay? Yeah. The Ma- like I'm just going back to mm-hmm. like Hollywood, right? The Matrix tried this, and they released their movies six months apart. Because they broke those up, both of those movies sucked. Like, so the way I would have done it personally would have been, um, I think we had a lot of people in this, right? Like the cast was so wide. Yeah. Uh, we had the five girls who were with Shahrukh, uh, and then we had uh, Nantara's character, which was basically the cop who's out to get her, get him, right? Uh, and then, then we also have uh, Vijay Setupati. Vijay Setupati, who's like the big bad, right? So like Thanos, we could have kept building him up as the big bad. And his brother, who died in like like basically at the halfway that point, mm-hmm. uh, that could have been like the main evil bad, big bad for this movie, like just like the side character you yeah, fight. So, and I think so, that so, so I guess you that have to do it like where you, you can't make the main main bad that visible then, because the brother was kind of like an, it, it felt more like an ancillary character that showed up. Yeah, and then like he was because you know again spoilers here. He went on like a vacation, or he was away for some business. Maybe, maybe that was when he went to Russia. And yeah, that's what it was. And then his his brother came in for a raid and died. Right, and I'm like, I didn't connect with him. I didn't think they had, I, if they rewrote a lot of it. I'm sure. You could I think if they extended work, I think if they extended the story and made it yeah. like that. And I also disagree. I don't think that needed to be done. I think the main big bad could have stayed. I think the whole thing was to your point of like, oh, how do you get people back? I think the the way you get people back is like if it's a suspense of like yo who is that or like is that no, his no, dad they, they will I, always come back they will know? come back and I think they'll come back even uh, more excited because you know Prabhas was uh, was like a sweetheart in Tollywood like everyone loved him he was a great actor but now in Javan you have you have Shah Rukh Khan like he is the star to the stars he is globally known this is a man who has his name written on the tallest building in the world every year on his birthday he yeah, has yeah. pull oh he has pull 100% i think he has a lot more international pull I, and and obviously yeah. people in india as well I, i'm not i'm not worried like i know i know how i'm going to use the word illogical uh, and die hard people in india are towards their celebrities right i mean it's it's evident in not only in pop culture but you know, even when you go to the movies. I mean, how many times did we hear people yell every time Shahrukh showed up on the screen? Oh, it every was insane. single time. And I think I have not experienced that with 
uh, American movies outside of Endgame, right? It gave me the Endgame, like Avengers Endgame kind of vibe when people, you know, Falcon says, on your left, uh, and the whole, all the Avengers show up, and just you get the screams and the cheers and things like that. Um, yeah, I have n- literally not felt anything like that uh, since then. And uh, this was really cool. Like, even with Patan, I heard people screaming, and with Javan as well. And uh, it's it's just, like, one man has so much pull and love. Uh, I think I don't have, cre- I'm not critiquing Javan. I think Javan's great. But honestly, what I'm talking about is uh, I just wanted more of Shah Rukh Khan. That's all it is. I'll, and uh, it, they had a really good concept. They had a bunch of social justice thing going. So, yeah, that, that those are just my thoughts. Yeah, like aside from the crazy numbers, like you could see why they're crazy numbers, right? And it's not just Shah Rukh. I think the movie itself was good. Do I think if it was some lesser known character, I would have watched this movie and loved it as much? No. But that's because the movie hinges on this is Shah Rukh. Like watch Shah Rukh do cool shit in a six, with six packs and like buffed up Shah Rukh hitting people for the right reasons. Also, you know? also guys, like don't get me wrong, like Shah Rukh as an action hero is awesome. But like, it, it was a it was a shock for me for when I first realized that this guy who was a chain smoker, super thin, like I don't know, but I was worried like about his like livelihood for lack of better words, like whether his his ability to live. And then like I see Happy New Year, the garbage movie, but you see Shadow and I'm like, wait, when did Shadow get jacked? And now you see him as like this incredible action star. Yeah, and and it's uh, it's fun. Uh, he's it's, the oldest he's ever been, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's actually funny because um, when he came into the industry, he wanted to be an action star. Yeah, they actually oh, stopped yeah, I him. Uh, I think uh, Yash Chopra looked him in the eyes and said, "Your eyes have so much love." Yeah, and Aditya Chopra is like, "I will definitely cast you in a action role." And when Adi first called him for an actual action role, so. He said that I'm going to call you whenever I make a movie. I'm going to make an action movie. When he actually called, Shah Rukh was expecting an action role. But it was actually, And uh, he was like, I don't know, man. I'm not a like a romantic. I don't know how to do this. And man, he knew how to hey, fucking oh, do yeah. this. Just icon, dude. That is yeah. like, that is a man. That is Mr. Steal Your Girl. And, like, you know, like, back to what you guys were talking about, like, the feel of, like, the action and stuff. And that's, like, a lot of stuff that I see when I actually watch Korean movies as well. It's funny because uh, Atlee, the director of Jawan, is actually trying to nominate Jawan for Oscars. <laughs> good luck. I don't I, think I, that's I, a good I idea. love the movie. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. If RRR can be nominated, I don't think it was nominated for any, Was it nominated for anything outside of the music? I think there were a couple of nominations. Uh I'm not sure, okay. but it would probably be more technical stuff, right? Like story, or like writing or story or some something like some of the non-main. Like probably not. Actually, I don't think a Bollywood movie is ready to be nominated for best film. Um, or well, I like disagree. That. I mean, uh, there are some films no, that no, no, I would no, definitely no, no. think we, that are... we think they're good. I don't think that the American because it's an American committee. award. Yeah, the American committee is ready to do that. Like they did. Uh, what was the Korean movie? Parasite. Parasite, right? And that What's, was that was in itself a big leap forward. But so yeah, that's the thing. I think there's representation, right? Like I think Asian representation in the year uh, in uh, in the recent years 
have been you know influencing all these committees to take a lot more diverse actors and stuff mostly focused on when i say asian i mean uh i don't mean south asian but i, I don't think anyone has taken a stand for uh south asian actors oh um i take that back three movies so far have been nominated in history bollywood movies have been nominated for um i think it's best film i just don't know which award it's in Maybe not. Maybe hopefully the Academy Awards. But Mother India from 1957, Salam Bombay 1988, and Lagan 2001. Wasn't there a whole thing about uh, Slumdog Millionaire also in the Oscars? But that was an American movie. So yeah, that that one's controversial because I don't know if it was a Hollywood or Bollywood movie. No, it was a Hollywood movie. It was Hollywood. Fox Fox Studios. Okay. So mm. uh, I mean, but going back to Javan, there's a rumor that Deepika charged I think zero dollars for uh, being in this movie. But there's a fact also that Deepika was told that, hey, can you please join this movie? And she's like, yeah, I mean, you just ask Shah Rukh. I don't need to know anything else. I'll just do it. It's a funny story that Shah Rukh shared in one of the press conferences where uh, they were shooting for Besharam Rang. If you know that song, that's, uh, that's where Deepika's being super seductive in Patan. And uh, Shah Rukh looks at her and looks at her manager or his own manager and he's like do you think she would say yes to a role of mother in in the movie for Javan because they were still shooting for that part so Deepika had no idea so the uh, Pooja Dadlani who's like the manager for one of them uh, went up to Deepika and she and in like literally five minutes she's like yeah she said anything for you Shahrukh and she just did it she didn't know she was a main character until the success of Javan when people are like, hey, did you watch the movie? You're one of the main cast members. She thought she was just doing a cameo. She thought she, it was just a special appearance. Oh, uh, I mean, yeah, I guess. I mean, she only filmed, she did film a few scenes, but you're right. They could have been in quick quick succession and that's it. With the movie so packed, I it, yeah. she felt like a, more of a main character because she got two songs yeah. and, uh, uh, you know, a lot of scenes, right? A lot of impactful scenes. I mean, a flashback yeah. is always interesting, right? Um, because you could you can make or break a story with it. Yeah. And she had, she had a great presence. I mean, she was what I, I would say probably in total her screen time was probably 10, 15 out, minutes outside. Yeah, outside of songs, not anything significant. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. Outside I of think, songs, I would say like five minutes total. I think she had a great uh, significance to the story in a fact that with her we were about we were able to find out that you could just check if you're pregnant by measuring your heart rate <laughs> oh yeah and if and if you're um and, and I'm, I'm not even talking like anything fancy right like she took her pulse <laughs> yeah man, my man he took she took her pulse and was like hey hold on hold on let me check your pulse real quick oh my god you're pregnant we can't hang you today i think all of us were just laughing like what the fuck just happened so, right like i actually found out that um like, you know, the movie encompasses so many social messages as well as, like, the test of human spirit and patriotism. Um, the movie was actually uh, inspired by The Dark Knight and uh, Money Heist. Do you mean the action sequences or, like, all of it? I think what they I, what they mean by The Dark Knight and Money Heist is, like, you know, when Money Heist, like, there's a moral aspect of it. You get into the backstory of these people that are robbing this bank. And then with Dark Knight, like, 
there was a method to the Joker's madness. He was trying to break humanity or break the human spirit, which was Batman at the time, right? Like hope. But who was trying to do that in Javan? I think with Javan, it was a message of like the rich and powerful getting control and getting to do whatever they want with the lives of not just like soldiers, but just regular people because they can't do anything. Mm. Javan, um, but Azad or whatever, mm-hmm. he's the he's the he would be the quote unquote Joker in this case. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I would say like with with, with Javan in general, I mean. If I had to compare villains, because, you know, naturally the comparison between Batan and Jovan, like, each had its own strengths. I would say as in, like, as a villain, acting-wise, whoever played, who was, what was the guy from Jovan? Vijay Sedupati, right? Vijay, I like better from that standpoint, but from an actual menacing like real villain standpoint, I like the one from Batan better. John Abraham. Jim, yeah. Yeah, Jim. Like, but the thing, the real thing I didn't like for, for his villain is that his whole thing was he was super smart, whatever. But he, there is no way my man had that many backups all the time. <laughs> like, <laughs> you got he, a twist? I got another twist. Right? For you. Like, you, oh my God, like, yes, we, we saved the day. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, I think with, you know, Jim's character is that. He he always just had some sort of like MacGuffin that he pulled out that saved him. It it's not a matter of like, and they just slapped on the whole. Oh, I have a plan. Don't worry, I have a backup because I know you apparently <laughs> and how everyone in this agency thinks. Yeah, it, but but I would say like like he was an actual threat in my mind. The other guy, the other guy in Javan, I didn't feel as much of a threat uh, physically, but you know that's that was the whole thing. Is he had an army. Yeah, I mean, that's why, you know, even in the final scene in Javan, uh, yes, we, they were just beating the crap out of Vijay Sethupati, but then there was this tall, menacing dude who came along, and uh, I, I didn't like how they ended with that either. Like, that fight at the end, I think, could have, you know, been st- stronger a little bit. But I think overall, I, I think I say people should watch Javan for sure. It's a great movie. If you're a fan of Shah Rukh Khan, you're always going to have a good time with I, it. I think you should watch Javan, Your Wife's Parting Habits. Babysit Your Own Kid. Yeah, like babysit your own kids. And don't let TikTok influence what shows you watch because you will never finish them and there'll be just a plethora of new shows that you're watching. Except when it's Dragon Ball Z and that's always a good show. Or Avatar The Last Airbender. Both great shows. Or apparently Legend of Korra. Legend of Korra is GOAT. Okay, well, on that note, uh, I think it's time to hit the hay. So, goodbye, chitheads. Until next time. See ya. See y'all again. Thank you for listening to our podcast. See you again, chitheads. <laughs>